transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert and somewhere somebody's getting in trouble. Behind the Denny's and 29 Palms or in your sister's PT cruiser up on Antenna Hill. still dark morning on the dirt road back around the big stucco church. Why'd she tie that green ribbon around the Joshua tree straight across the road? Why the old asphalt washed away three storms ago? week on the program, our friend Jean-Paul Garnier from Space Cowboy Books joined us to talk about space radio and the joy of pushing what's possible. And you can find that in our radio show archives, our podcast archives, as episode 188. And I heard from a couple of people on the chat line asking about whether it's even a real place, Space Cowboy Books. And yes, it's a real place. You can go there. It really is in this back alley and a cluster of strange old buildings on the main drag in Joshua Tree. It's like something out of Harry Potter or something. Weird little trolls poking their heads out from behind the books, you know. Magic in the air. But also lots and lots of sand that Real fine sand that likes to blow across 29 Palms Highway all the time. It sneaks in under the door at the edges of the windows. And the Magic Bookstore is between a... I don't know what what those shops are exactly. There's a a leather shop and a taxidermist behind the old coin collector store. Whatever happened to that place, anyway? Many years ago, when Desert Oracle was just getting off the ground, I was poking around that cluster of buildings there looking for some office space, a little newsroom where people could come in and 
buy a classified ad. I guess like they do on Facebook now where you can find cars with the VIN numbers scraped off. Cash only, you know. Meet at the intersection late at night. Um, People are selling dogs. You can get a dog that can still enjoy the blessings of fatherhood, if you know what I mean. That's sort of an underground movement. Anyway, I'm poking around those buildings over by where Jean-Paul's shop is now. And I meet this character who says, I've got just the right spot, the old psychiatrist's office. And I said, that sounds fine, thinking it must be in pretty good shape to hold a psychiatrist and all the framed diplomas and the continuing education certificates. But this place was a total wreck. And it was full of mismatched beds. And I said, Larry, what kind of psychiatrist was this anyway? Well, it looks like a low-end bordello shut down by the health department after a syphilis epidemic. Well, he just grins and says, County health doesn't come all the way up here. You know that. It turns out all these guys milling around were living in there while they supposedly did construction work in the neighboring office, I guess. The neighboring storefront. I maneuvered through the rooms full of beds, hoping that nothing was jumping onto me as I squeezed by. And then I was blinking in the blinding sunlight again and wondering if maybe I should try this all over. Someplace else. Maybe in Bisbee. Maybe Silver City. My buddy's sister-in-law used to live out there. Maybe she was still around. Do you like to receive secret mail at your hideout or in your post office box? Well, you are in luck because Desert Oracle is the pocket-sized periodical all about the mysterious desert lands. Available by subscription directly to you and only your mail carrier will know that you've received a plain white envelope from Joshua Tree. There is no way to discern what's inside. You are entirely safe in this regard. Unless, of course, you sort of stare hard through the envelope and then you can sort of make out the yellow cardstock cover 
uh, whatever's on the front right now. Some kind of sinister coyote glaring over its shoulder at you. Get four issues published a little more regularly than I could manage during the pandemic years. With the all-new Desert Oracle number 10 sent straight to you by first-class mail. And number 11 due in late summer. No kidding. God willing. All I've got to do is type it up, lay it out, find the secret stories, make a mysterious new cover, take the pictures, edit the letters, pick an animal for our desert friends, etc., and it's out the door on its way to you. Order online at desertoracle.com or send a check or money order for 50 U.S. dollars to Desert Oracle, P.O. Box 1735, Joshua Tree, California. If you do order, uh, let me know if you want to start with the current issue, number 10, or the autumn issue, if you've already got a copy of number 10. There's a little thing on the order form. A pull-down menu. Just pull it on down. Now, we make no claims about a supposed new lease on life or good luck that might come as a magical side effect of having Desert Oracle sent to your home address. Whatever happens once the pocket-sized periodical reaches you, but that's between you and St. Minerva. All I can promise, legally is a fresh copy of our beautifully printed and perfect bound issue number 10 with Tales of, let's see. Oh, Tales of the Unwanted Christ of Yucca Valley. Tales of a soldier who lost his mind in the Utah desert after seeing something inexplicable. It came out of the sky. There are coyotes and mountain lions and lots of interesting dead people who can't embarrass themselves on social media because they've passed on. Post Office Box 1735, Joshua Tree. Use the new zip code to get your letter to us even faster. Nine two two five two. Speaking of the post office, I got a postcard a couple of weeks ago that I was going to read on the air. 
And then the postcard disappeared. And then I found it in this book I've been reading. I don't know how anybody else reads books, but I've got a dozen or so going at all times. A couple bouncing around in the back of the truck. And they tend to eat up any bookmark-sized object because there are never enough bookmarks. You know when you go to your local bookseller and they graciously give you one single bookmark? Well, what about the rest of your books? Now and then a book will have the fancy printing and binding with a beautiful imitation silk ribbon that you use as the bookmark. Even though it's hard to get to the actual page. Because both the ribbon and the pages themselves are so thin and wispy. I don't know how many Bibles I've had to throw away because I end up tearing those rice paper pages. And the act of trying to furiously reopen the thing to whatever had delighted or horrified me on the Sunday previous... Let's see if I can find the postcard. Here we go. It's from Idlewild, California. Idlewild, California, home of the majestic Idle Beast, says the picture side of the postcard. And the photograph part of the picture postcard shows somebody in a Chewbacca the Wookiee fursuit posing like the Bigfoot on the novelty road crossing sign. That's on a telephone pole instead of a road sign pole. But the written side of the postcard goes like this. Greetings from mile 190.5 on the Pacific Crest Trail. So far, I have hiked from Campo, California to near Mount San Jacinto. The plant diversity in Anza Borrego State Park was brilliant. My favorite soundtrack for my hike has been Desert Oracle. Thanks for what you do. And is signed... Chantel? Is that how you pronounce that? C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Chantel? Chantel? Let's say Chantel. 10 April, 
It has been a month and ten days since you mailed this postcard from Idlewild. And I do hope that monster did not put an early end to your Pacific Grass Trail adventure. As so often happens. Not the Chewbacca, but the real monster up there, the Takwits. For those of you unfamiliar with this important part of the natural history and religion of the Southern California mountains, let's just look it up on Wikipedia and see what those godless spoil sports have to say about it. Just the introduction. Takwits, Takwits, sometimes Takits. There's a spirit found in the legends of the Coahuila, the Luceno, and the Kumai Native American people of Southern California. Accounts of the legend vary significantly, but most agree that Takwitz represents evil or death. And his spirit makes its home on Mount San Jacinto. Some accounts report that he steals people and or their souls and devours them on the mountain. Takowitz manifests himself in the form of fireballs, lightning, meteors, and thunderous sounds on the mountain and in the canyons. Well, that's pretty good. That's fairly accurate. One way to make the godless nerd Wikipedia editors leave a supernatural tale alone is to make sure it has the history of a well-known religion or indigenous culture attached to it. Because then they just don't have the guts to say it's all malarkey. Because that would be intolerant. Plus, they lack the conviction of their unbelief. That's why a lot of these Wikipedia editors spend most of their time rewatching bonus DVDs from corporate superhero movies. Because they believe in their heart that the Ant Man or whoever is a real thing hiding under their futon or fighting a tarantula with a safety pin. Because different tribes and different communities within those tribes had many variations of the word when the Europeans arrived. They recorded many different written versions from the 1700s through the beginning of the 20th century. When the 
18 and 98 U.S. Geological Survey of the lands around Mount San Jacinto was completed and the spelling was standardized. Because the monster's name shows up all over these mountains, over several enormous California counties of today, Riverside, San Bernardino, Orange County, San Diego County. But on the old maps, you still see these variations. Taquish. Taquits. Takush. Takwi. Takewish. Takwoos. Talkwitch. And Talquitch. Three mountain peaks, several canyons and creeks, plus a waterfall and that haunted spot at the shady headwaters of the Santa Margarita River, where Temecula and Murrieta Creeks merge and where the tribes would not make camp under any circumstances, for that was the home of the Takwi, the Hairy Devils, as originally translated. And if you're wondering why people don't encounter the Takwi around Temecula these days, it might have something to do with the thousands of tract homes and the outlet malls and the ever-widening interstate that fills that whole valley now. But the Santa Margarita River, the middle course in particular, is preserved in a natural state through various conservation lands. A lot of it managed by San Diego State University's ecological branch. And in the largely undisturbed backcountry of Camp Pendleton Marine Corps Base. Rainbow trout, mile-wide stands of cottonwood trees is very beautiful back there. But that's not where Chantel is. Chantel? If she made it out of Idlewild at all. I'd like to think she made it, and that she's enjoying her PCT adventure, like... Was it Renee Zelensky? No, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Every year, about 700 people attempt to hike the PCT all the way from the Mexican border to wherever it ends. Way up by Canada. It used to cut right through my little piece of forest land where I lived up by Lake Cuyamaca. Decades ago, and I always enjoyed coming across people on the trail, all loaded up with... Months of provisions and straining under heavy ancient backpacks of the 1980s. Well, I was just strolling around with a cold beer. It really used to puzzle people because my cabin was totally obscured and hidden in the pines and oaks above. Well, the PCT takes around five months to hike all the way through... 
Although people who run crazily the whole way like Forrest Gump can supposedly do it all in two months. Which hardly sounds like fun. So, Chantel, if you're still on the trail, you should be. But I want you to keep going if it's still worth the trouble. So I won't say how much longer you've got. Less than five months. Maybe you're a trail runner. Maybe you're already in Canada by now. Where you can enjoy the health care insurance available to everybody up there. They'll get you all fixed up. So the blisters closed and everything. 2,650 miles end to end. Congratulations to anybody who did the whole thing. Congratulations to anybody who tried, anybody who racked up some miles. Isaacs and across the great Mojave wilderness and beyond you've been listening to Desert Oracle Radio with Majestic Desert Soundscapes by Red Blue Black Silver and I'm your host Ken Lane we're on the air Friday nights 10pm KCDZ 107.7 on your FM dial in the Mojave High Desert and beyond KZMU and Moab. One day we'll do some sort of gumball rally or whatever, get people to drive out as far as they can still pick up the signal out of Joshua Tree. We'll need Army personnel to do this up at Fort Irwin. Please let your uh, superior officer know. Maybe a church group camping up at a hole in the walls, a Methodist or something. Do they still have Methodists? I come from a long line of Methodist circuit riders. They'd go out in their black wool suits on horseback, congregation, congregation, a wife in every town. You can find our Desert Oracle periodical all over the high desert, issue number 10. I believe I've made all the deliveries to the retailers. As for the one with the sinister coyote on the cover, it's warming up and we're already missing some tourists. Missing tourists already making the news. So do be careful when you're wandering around our world-famous natural desert gardens. And the trails are crowded with all kinds of critters, so watch out. I came right up on a big desert tortoise just yesterday. Lots of rattlesnakes. And a very... Pretty, what I thought was a California king snake, but our local snake wrangler, Rattlesnake Kate, said it was a, a rare coloration of a long nose snake. So there you go. Don't step on the snakes. Good night from the voice of the desert.